This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you ready to be inspired? I am so excited about today's podcast, especially because there's a new year. And a lot of times this is when a lot of you, including myself, maybe reevaluate some of your goals and where you're at in your life and what you hope to achieve. We're even going to talk about a life hack That makes you 42% more likely that you'll actually achieve your goals that you set for yourself this year. It's all coming up with my guest today, Dan Mason, who is a life transition coach. But before we get into it, I want to thank some of you that have left comments and reviews on 50 Shades of K. Thank you to Jman327. This comment says, Elizabeth makes every episode feel like it's just friends talking with each other. It's so refreshing. I love this podcast. Thank you to Amy Arch WI who wrote, I binge listened to this podcast and told everyone I know about it. Every episode is so relatable, so genuine, so laughable slash cryable dot dot dot. It's one of my faves right now and I especially love that it's local content. Thank you. Thank you, Amy Arch WI. And thank you to Lady Hornet who said, great format. The Fifty Shades podcast gives a lot of information in a short amount of time. I like that. You know what? I do too, because I'm busy just like you, and I want to get to the point as quickly as possible. So thank you for those of you that have left a review on iTunes, Google Play. Tell your friends, share this podcast, and let's get started with today's episode. You're listening to the Fifty Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K, a podcast designed to empower, enlighten, and entertain with perspectives that most women are thinking, but not always saying. This is Fifty Shades of K. You want a career and you want a life that you love, right? Well, the secret is finding your purpose and achieving your goals. But how do you do that? What is your purpose? Well, nationally recognized career and life transition coach and keynote speaker and podcast host, Dan Mason, is here today to help you answer that question. Good morning, Dan. Elizabeth, it's so good to talk to you. I know. I'm excited we were able to connect. Now, I met Dan a year and a half ago at Morning Show Boot Camp in Atlanta through a mutual friend, and he told me, you have to get Dan Mason on your podcast. And I apologize. It has taken me this long to connect with you, but you've been moving all over the country. So you're in California now this morning, right? I am looking out at the Pacific Ocean as we speak. So this, for me, is the culmination of a lot of my dreams and my goals that I set when I walked away from a pretty unfulfilling corporate job a few years ago. And now my life's work is helping other people figure out what their amplified life looks like and helping them create it. When we get into that, I think it's important to mention, like you just touched on, that you were a couple years ago in what you would maybe say not a great place with a job that was unfulfilling. Um, you said you were going through a divorce. You just your, your life wasn't going the way that, that you wanted. So you're speaking from experience with a lot of this coaching that you do, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I think at the end of the day, we're all here to teach what we've had to learn ourselves. And in 2012, I was pretty much at rock bottom in my life. I was going through a divorce in a marriage that didn't last very long and ended with a lot of betrayal and, uh, you know, really scandalous circumstances. 
I was about 40 pounds overweight. I was battling depression. And the funny thing is, is to the outside world, everything in my life looked awesome. Had a great job, made great money. I was just slowly dying inside. So everybody's like, oh, Dan's got such a great career. And for some people it was, but it was no longer fulfilling for me. And I had felt like I had really outgrown that job. I felt like there was something bigger for me to do in my lifetime. But like so many others, I had no idea what that looked like. I had no idea what else I could possibly do. I had been doing the same job for about 18 years. It was the only thing that I knew. And the the question for me became, where do you begin? A lot of people are feeling that. Where do they begin? How does someone find their purpose? What do you suggest? Well, I would tell you where you don't begin, which is what I did. I got a bigger job with a fancier title, with a bigger salary attached to it, but that would make everything better. So, of course, I went and found that job. I moved across country, and it was great for about three months until the new car smell wore off. And then I found myself unfulfilled again. So I went and took an even bigger job with more responsibility (laughs) and more stress. And that's when my body started to get my attention. All of a sudden, I was on blood pressure medication. I had shingles at 38 years old, not really making the right decisions that empower you. And when the stress builds up, the universe will find a way to get your attention. And that's what happened for me. And pretty soon thereafter was when I signed up with my first coach, started really working on my own personal development and getting clear about who I was. Because I, we all know what we do for a living, but very few of us know who we are. We know who we had to be to make our parents proud growing up. We yeah. know who we had to be to, you know, sort of project the right image on social media or to get attention from teachers. But really, when we start talking about purpose, it's like, who are you? Why were you born and what are you here to contribute? And that's a really daunting thing for a lot of people. They think that you have to go, like, shave your head and become a Tibetan monk or go, like, meditate and drop LSD on top of a mountain somewhere <laughs> to get the answer. I mean, I think it's a journey inward, but you can find your purpose really quickly. What do you think gets in people's way when it comes to trying to find their purpose? You know, we have a million stories about what gets in the way. Uh, usually it's things like procrastination, you know, that we kick the can down the road or that we get busy with family commitments. Or, you know, if you have children, you're taking care of that. A lot of times, you know, perfectionism gets in the way for people. We think that we need the perfect plan. We need to know exactly steps A through Z. And we need to know what's going to work out on our timeline. And we're not going to have to take any sort of financial risk to get there. And then we'll act with courage. Uh, A lot of times we value the opinion of other people more than our own. Yeah, We're trying to get other people to sign off and tell us that we should quit our job and go pursue our passion. Really, what's underneath all that are two beliefs. And I think, you know, one of the big lies in the personal development world is that we can change our life through positive thinking. Like, have you ever done that where you've tried to, like, meditate and you're like, I am worthy of all the abundance. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I've I've listened to podcasts and I've I've read books and the power of the secret. They do talk about, you know, positive thinking and how that can kind of change your mindset. But but you're saying that's not necessarily what it takes. No, because a lot of times when you're in that positive thinking mantra, right, you're like, oh, I am so worthy of all the love. And that voice kicks in in the back of your head. It's like, screw you, Dan. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> never were worthy. You're garbage. And then you go into the negative self-talk. Trying to positive think your way through it, not really the best life strategy because I believe that life really changes at the level of belief. Very few of us get what we deserve in life, but we all get what we believe we deserve. So if you take all those stories I gave you earlier that I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, that you know my, I, I've got to put my family or my kids first, what's underneath all of that are two beliefs. Number one, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not resourceful enough. I'm not creative enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not attractive enough, whatever. But there's some variation on I'm not enough. And then the other belief is if I'm not enough, People will reject me. People won't love me. And those are the two beliefs I think most often that keep people trapped. It keeps people chained to a soul-sucking job that they hate. A lot of times it keeps people trapped in an unfulfilling relationship that's going nowhere. And that's really where the level of change happens because your beliefs dictate the emotions that you feel. You know, if you feel unworthy, if you feel not good enough, what emotion will that stir up in you? Probably fear, anxiety, right. feelings of inadequacy. And your emotions dictate the behavior that you'll take or in many times the behavior, the action that you don't take. So if you're feeling fearful and anxiety, you're going to be more willing to want to hide. You're going to want to play small. You're not really going to take the courageous action to bring your dreams to life. If the belief is, I've always figured it out. I've always found a way to, to make things happen in my life, and I'll figure this out again. Then you're feeling a different set of emotions, determination, optimism, curiosity. And from those emotions, you're going to take much more inspired action. But it really all, you know, your life happens at the level of belief. It's not really about positive thinking, and I think that that's one of the biggest lies of the personal development world gives people because, you know, we, we tell people you can just positive think your way to success. But if the thoughts you have aren't aligned with really empowering beliefs, you're kind of BSing yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. And I, I had a moment listening to you talk right now with belief. It's kind of changing the script in, in your mind a little bit of what your belief is. What kind of practices can someone do to Start having that belief. Is, does, is it, I mean, you hear about vision boards and about writing goals down. And what, what do you think about that? I'm into all those things. They're all great tools. They're all great. But, you know, again, a lot of people read The Secret, like you did back in 2006. And we all think that we deserve to have this extraordinary life just because we cut a picture out and put it up on a piece of poster board. And, you know, I was that guy at one point. I, you know, when I'm 40 pounds overweight, I'm cutting pictures of dudes with washboard abs at a men's fitness. <laughs> so, you know, I deserve to have this, you know, really fit body and women falling at my feet. And then I'm sitting there visualizing that while I'm eating a donut. And true, <laughs> it true. Really didn't really get me where I wanted. This is where I think coaching and mentorship, whether you're working with a therapist a coach, or you have a qualified mentor, because underneath any limiting belief that we have, there's usually a moment we made that decision. You know, it's not like any of us were born to be not courageous. When you were a kid, you got up and, and you were learning to walk, and you took those first few wobbly steps across the floor, and then you fell on your face. And you didn't in that moment go, well, that's it. I'm just going to crawl the rest of my life. You got back up, 
and you figured out how to make it happen. But somewhere along the way, there's usually an incident. There's usually some sort of trauma that we go through where we lock into these beliefs about what our place in the world is or what's possible for us. And that really informs everything. So when you can heal the trauma, and by the way, you know, a lot of times people hear me talk about trauma and they think it's, you know, the things like abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and it can be. But trauma is also that you got made fun of on the playground when you were in second grade. You're absolutely right about that. And when you talked about a baby learning to walk, that reminded me of this. I think I saw it on Good Morning America, how being scared of something is something that you almost you, you learn to be scared. They put a tarantula on a baby that didn't even flinch. Then they brought the tarantula out to a woman in the crowd who was freaking out. It's, it's like because the, the baby didn't know any better. Yeah, they've done these studies with animals and small babies where they put them up on a platform in the air. And the platform was made of wood. And then there was a point where the platform was made of plexiglass. And the minute that people could see down underneath them, is the moment where people started to flip out. They weren't really scared of heights until they could see what was beneath them. So it's all learned. It's all conditioned. But you can go back and unlearn those things. And you can replace the limiting beliefs with positive beliefs. And, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing that people can focus on in their life when you're having a challenge, when you're having a setback, the word that it all comes down to for me is context. Or you could also just say interpretation. It's all about what does this mean to me right now? For that baby, there was no meaning assigned to a tarantula. You know, the the baby didn't know that that was associated with danger. So it's fine. It's just chilling with a tarantula crawling on. Yes. For an adult, we assign a different meaning. And that tarantula means something very different. So it induces the emotion of fear which, again, if that's the emotion you're feeling, your actions are going to be very different, and you're going to get a different result. What do you think, Dan, about this this increase with people that have anxiety? It seems like nowadays you talk to just about anyone, and they struggle with some level of anxiety. Is that stemming from fear, or is that stemming from this need to be something that they're not, and are they trying to impress someone Because I imagine with a lot of the people that you work with, since you are a life transition coach, likely there's probably some anxiety there. Oh, anxiety is all over the place. And I guess I should preface this by saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not a licensed mental health counselor. You know, my degree was in mass communications with a minor in musical theater. (laughs) So, So... The information that I'm presenting is all experiential. These are things I've learned on my own growth journey and what I've learned now from working with people in 14 countries. I do believe that anxiety is a real thing. I also believe, though, that it's way overdiagnosed in the medical community because when you look at the statistics that are out there, 80% of people who are on medication for anxiety or depression still experience anxiety and depression. So we've got to look, you know, so often, you know, we live in an age right now where people want to find a chemical solution for every issue. But I personally don't believe that there is an adequate chemical solution for what is usually a spiritual problem. Sure. You know, anxiety is also a feeling when people don't feel safe to speak up, when they don't feel like their opinion will be valued, when they're afraid to be seen 
they begin to feel that as well. And if that's really the case for you, then chances are there's some sort of underlying trauma there that usually needs to be healed. There's some beliefs that need to be looked at and reexamined to help you move forward. I've had clients I've worked with where anxiety was a baseline for them. And in three to four sessions, the symptoms were either eliminated or greatly reduced. And is that kind of what you start off with when you work with someone? I mean, you talk about trauma, and as we mentioned earlier, that can be all kinds of things. That could be, you know, having been cheated on or teased or failed at a, at a career, you know, not necessarily just abuse or, or things of that severity, but still trauma. Do you start with that? And for people listening, is, is that kind of what they need to dig into First, it really has to start with what is the outcome that you're coming for? Is there a, you know, what is the goal that you're looking to hit? You know, because everybody has a different definition of what an extraordinary life means to them. For some people, it's just to raise their kids to grow up to be healthy, normal adults who are contributing to society. You know, my version of my life amplified was to be here living on the water and serving people and coaching my clients while I could look out at the ocean every day and have freedom over my schedule. So that's what makes human beings unique is we all have a different thing that we're going for, but it's about starting with the outcome. Then it's getting clear on what have been the barriers and impediments to you achieving the outcome up until now, and then figuring out what are the action steps to help forward you instead of keeping you spinning out in that cycle of indecision and inaction. Well, and do you agree that people need to be specific? I feel like I hear a lot of times, I just, I want to be happy. I, I, I want to be out of debt. I want to, I want to have yeah. money. That seems so broad. Am I right? Yeah. I think that that's the number one reason when we talk about people who might've done some new year's goal setting in January and they've already given up on the plan it's that you weren't even specific in what you were going for. You know, I have people, I see this on my Instagram a lot of times when I ask people what they're going for. They're like, well, I want to give my kids the best childhood possible. Okay, well, what does that even mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, other people are like, I want to live up to my highest potential. Okay, what does that even look like? And if you're not specific and you don't know specifically what direction you're going in, eventually you're probably going to end up at a place you don't want to be. Well, and you put on your Instagram, or yesterday, you wrote, stop waiting for life to change, initiate the change. That, I feel like, is what a lot of people sometimes get stuck when it comes to a a mental block. They're just kind of expecting everybody else's moods to change or somebody else is going to make a decision. But but we have to take control of ourselves and what we bring to life, what we bring to the party, what we bring to the job. Yeah, a lot of times we just give our power away. Uh, We think that if our partner would change in a relationship, that everything will be better. But if your blueprint to be happy in your life is based on what other people are doing, you don't really have a lot of control in that situation. So a lot of the process is just learning to take your power back and be able to make grounded, daily, courageous action choices that move you in the direction of where you want to go. Do you have any examples of that, or is that so broad because everyone's goal is different? You know, I've had clients I've worked with. Elizabeth, I had a woman who I worked with who was a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, she was teaching a couple group fitness classes a week just to get out of the house. But good marriage, great children, and she was bored. And she had this dream for her life that was so big, it took her, I think, two sessions before she'd even speak up and admit it out loud to me. 
She had never spoken about it to family, to anybody. And her dream, which was really specific, you know, we talk about people who set big goals. Yeah. It was very specific. She wanted to be a TV host for the QVC network. Wow. Yeah. As a coach, I'm not here to tell anybody what they should want or what they shouldn't want. I mean, if you want to sell bedazzled sweaters to Helen in Kansas, you know, then <laughs> then more power on. to you. <laughs> then let's figure out how to make it happen. But the problem for this lady was is she had no prior TV experience. She had no agent. She had no reel. She had no headshots. Literally, there was nothing in her background that would get her on the surface to be taken seriously if she applied for the job. So we talk about taking courageous and perfect action. Well, she didn't have a video of herself, so she recorded an MP3 on her iPhone of her talking about products that she really liked. And then she went and had a photographer friend of hers take some headshots. And, you know, it's not like she went to Nordstrom to buy, you know, top-of-the-line clothing. She just bought some cute things off the sale rack at Target. And, you know, so she got these, you know, headshots and, and this MP3 she sent in. And by standards of the TV industry, it was probably the jankiest audition package ever. Yeah. But they called her back. And within 11 weeks, she was at a callback audition in front of the executives of the network in Manhattan. That's outstanding. But that also, like you said, is about being specific, being totally. specific about what it is that you that you really want to do. Now, you also talk on your website about a life hack that makes it 42 percent more likely that you'll actually achieve your goals. What is that life hack? Super simple. Like, you know, I wish I could say I've developed some cutting edge technology that's really going to change people's life. But this is the most simple thing in the world. Write your goals down. Write them down. I don't know why it is, but they've done some research on this, like both at Harvard. They've done research at this at Dominican University. That simply the act of writing down your goals makes it 42% more likely that you'll achieve it. And the addendum that I would put into that is you got to go back and revisit your goals on a daily basis. I think a lot of times we just write it down and then we shove it away like in a journal or put it away in our desk. But you've really got to stay consistently aligned with what it is that you value and keep that top of mind every day. I mean, in my life, I go through a twice a day goal setting process. You know, so for me, I start with my big picture goals and then I'm constantly breaking it down to what are my next three action steps that will help me move forward. You do that every day. Let me put it this way. The times when I'm most on fire and I feel that I am most in the flow and things are happening for me easily and freely is usually when I'm completely disciplined and going through a twice a day goal setting process. And by the way, the process I teach to my clients doesn't take longer than 10 minutes. You know, it's not like we're talking about breaking down some, like, algorithm of the universe that, right. that you know, is going to eat up all your time. But, yeah, it's, it's the basic act of just keeping the things you value most in front of you. And typically, when we're not focused on the goals that we want or the things that we value most, we get really focused on what everyone else wants for us. You know, we wake up in the morning and we're in the email looking at all the fires that happened at work overnight and focus on what our boss wants or what our coworkers need or, you know, what your aunt in Illinois needs or whatever else. But you're not really focused on you, which is a great way to ensure that you never get where you want to go. But how do you shake those other opinions or thoughts or I mean, just even simply put, if you post something on social media and you and you think to yourself, oh, well, 
so-and-so is going to see that and what are they going to think? Or, I mean, that's kind of the world we live in now where we do a lot of oversharing. How can you get that out of your head? What, what advice do you have for that? Well, you know, underneath that belief, the fear of what other people think of me, what do you think is under that? Fear? Fear, but also associated with more trauma. <laughs> yeah, true. That makes sense. You got some programming from mom and dad about any time that you went to speak up or you grew up in a home where you were told children should be seen and not heard. Or, you know, it's part of the conditioning that we grow up in. It's a very permission-based culture. You know, as a child, you got to raise your hand just to go pee in the bathroom when you're in school. <laughs> You've got to ask to be excused from the dinner table even if you're full. So we grew up in a very permission-based culture, and I think that that bleeds over into our adulthood a lot. But the more you can go back and get specific on what are the moments that you made those decisions, and that's all they were. They were a decision that you made. And in many instances, it was a useful decision you made. It helped get you love. It got you acceptance. You know, it met your needs when you were at a really young age. But it's not meeting your needs now as an adult who's looking to step into a higher vision for your life. Very interesting. Yes. See, this is why, Dan, you're, you have such a great way to explain this. And I know that you go more in depth when it comes to your clients. And for people that are interested in connecting with you, your website is creativesoulcoaching.net, which we will link up at 991themix.com. But you mentioned earlier, it's all personalized. What can someone expect in their first interaction with you? Is it via email? Is it phone call? Are you FaceTiming? me? Yeah. If you go to my website, you fill out an application, we'll jump on the phone for a 30-minute discovery call. We'll talk more about your goals, what's gotten in the way of you achieving it up until now, and, you know, figure out the best action plan to move forward. But I've worked with people in 14 countries now, Elizabeth. It's amazing to me that no matter your, where you're at in the world, your gender, your socioeconomic background, it's really the same patterns of behavior that keep everybody stuck. And we all have blind spots. I mean, I have invested so much money over the past two years in my own mentors and people who can see the things that I can't see because I'm too far in. I'm, I'm too deep in my own BS or in my own situation. Yeah. You know, there's a reason. Serena Williams, LeBron James, they all have coaches, not because the coach can play the game better than the athlete, but because sometimes the coach can just see things from their vantage point that you can't see. Yeah. And that's really what the process is about. I'm not here on high, you know, telling you I'm better than you or that you're less than. I'm just sort of partner walking the path and helping you avoid the pitfalls that I fell into numerous times to get where I'm at. And it helps you speed up the process and get your goal, achieve your goals quicker. And that really is the goal. But you are a keynote speaker. You travel. You talk to corporations. Yeah, absolutely available for speaking engagements. And if you, also, if you're just looking for some more resources I put out there, you can always check out my podcast, which is called Life Amplified. And you can find that at pretty much any podcast platform that you listen to. Thank you, Dan, for your time. I really appreciate it. I know I had some aha moments listening to you talk as well. And hopefully this will help people get on that path of finding their purpose to have their life amplified. I'll use your word, to have their life amplified, right? That's the goal. I love it. Thank you so much for having me on. It was such a pleasure, and uh, I'd love to do it again sometime. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Bye-bye. This has been the Fifty Shades of K podcast with host Elizabeth K. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.